Welcome to Autoimmune Revolution Radio. I'm your host, Justin Janoska, clinician and founder of the Autoimmune Revolution. After watching my mom suffer with autoimmune disease, I have made it my mission and purpose to help people like you. Unlock the door to better results, regain control of your body, and feel like yourself again. I want you to become an autoimmune alchemist and get your life back. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. May you be filled today with joy, abundance, loving kindness, peace and love. All right, welcome back to the show, everyone. So before we get into today's discussion, I want to read you my morning quote that I post on my Instagram stories every morning. And it said, if you think you need to fix your partner, the truth is that you're probably the one who wants or needs to be fixed. Recognize the projection to save the connection. And that was something I was thinking about the other day. And I posted this even on Facebook and I got some backlash a little bit from people who have been dealing with narcissistic partners or people in their life who are creating a lot of abuse and turmoil. So I, I can really you know, sympathize with that and I understand where they're coming from. And you might take offense to this by hearing that. And again, this is not intended, anything I do is not intended to offend anyone. And to be really honest with you, if you take offense to anything I say or anyone for that matter says, that's really about you. It's really about me. It's about all of us because it's about controlling your own reactions and emotions and being with that. Even if the person said something that you don't like, it's still about you. And that's something we don't, really grasp onto very well. We want to blame and point the finger at someone else and say, you're responsible, but really it's us that's responsible in any event. Okay. Someone was, was making this very clear to me that I said the wrong things and that I, um, it was putting me on the spot there. And I said, this is not intended to make you feel bad. It's actually, you do the best you can. And I am sorry that you're going through that. But what I'm really trying to get out with this is that, and to believe me, you're, you're talking to somebody who has been trying to fix people for 10 years, you know, and I don't mean in the professional autoimmune health space. I mean, in my personal life too, actually. So uh, this is, this is speaking directly to me as well. But the, the whole implication with this was that when we, we might fix somebody because we have this hope that they, the other person is going to reciprocate. So if I fix you, I expect you to do something for me and heal me and help me in some other way, right? There's That's sort of unconscious. That's one way it can look. Another way it can look is, you know, you fixing someone is a trauma response. And in fact, that's really what it comes down to. It's a conditioning, uh, it's a conditioning that reflects deeper wounds and demands you to go through an unburdening process and healing process. Either way, it's about you, not the other person. Even if that person needs help and you can see that clearly they have a mental disorder, they have a disability, whatever, um, they have trauma, you know, you're not responsible or the solution to their problems. My therapist said that to me because that was one of the issues I had for a while is um, kind of having partners who just needed some support. And I would just kind of give more than I really needed. 
um, not to like fix their issues necessarily, but doing doing more than we really should be doing, and which is not much, <laughs> you know. And she said, "You're not the solution to anyone's stuckness." And I take that into my work with clients too. I'm helping them, I'm guiding them, but I'm not really fixing them. And I want to make sure that you see that too. Your job is not to fix anyone in your life. You're responsible for you and fixing you. So you are the solution to your conditioning. And that's really the point of this is that if we need to help someone else and fix someone else, then it's probably more of a, it's really um, a reflection of ourselves and that we we're the ones that need the, the healing and the help. We need to look inward. All right. So just want to throw that out there. Hopefully that resonates and you can take that with you. So let's get into dis- uh, excuse me today's discussion, and we're going to uh, talk about. Well, let me pre- let me preface by saying that today is what. Uh, so March just we're we're in the month of March, and um, it's it's Autoimmune Disease Awareness Month. So we're going to really hone in on autoimmune disease this month, I think, and especially this discussion. And I title this the five steps needed to effectively address autoimmune disease because I was thinking about the layers of what is necessary to effectively and successfully control this disease and get in remission regardless of what diagnosis you have. And it came down to these five layers. And I I thought about this um, reflecting on how I speak and work with people and it kind kind of bloomed. Uh, out of nowhere. And uh, I had to just really think about it for a minute because a lot of what I do is organic and it's not really so much premeditated and planned. And so just learning about myself and how I coach and work with people and what I emphasize and what I de-emphasize in the healing journey, there are many components, but there's certain things that have to happen first. So the first layer of all this is intention in the energetic state. A lot of people think it's protocols and tools and the diet and the supplements and the medications and the labs. And I'm like, yeah, there's some of that. And believe me, when I talk about these five layers, their levels, they, they do overlap a little bit. Like, let's be clear about that, but you have to really get some things in order first. So it's not the tools and the protocols that are the first thing you need to do. Um, you might run a, a standard blood chemistry panel and do some things like that, but even still the focus has to be on intention and energy because two people can address the disease and one person might come at it from a place of, I need to fix this. I need to get out of this as soon as possible. Very striving, Right. And the other person can have radical acceptance of where they are and be patient, right? And let go and be curious and non-judgmental and have equanimity. Those are the foundations and compassion, of course. Those are the foundations for any healing. But who do you think is going to get results quicker? The person who's striving and fixated on getting out of this as fast as possible or the person who is unattached to the outcome, it can be where they are. And as I say to a lot of my clients and people I speak with, 
you know, the parable of the tortoise and the hare, be the tortoise, not the hare. But so many of you and people out there are being the hare. I got to get out of this. I need to get to the finish line and, and have control of this and live my life. And it, paradoxically speaking, that's actually what makes results come slower. So the right intention has to align with the healing. And that's why I speak about intentions of curiosity, like I said, and acceptance and patience and not judging and letting go and beginner's mind and curiosity and equanimity and clarity. And the, these are really essential. And it's not an easy switch to just make. You have to do some inner work first and have some guidance and counseling around it. But that is the first thing, your energetic state. And that, you know, that relates to spirituality too, because that's often missed, I think. And that can look different for each person. Uh, but it's an element, I think, that's that's absent. Integrating spiritual health can really help you separate yourself from the ego mind. And that is a very, it's a much deeper discussion, but we have to cultivate the right intention. And it's hard to do that when our ego is in the way. And that's our thoughts and our beliefs and who we are and our persona and our identities and um, confirmations and those sort of things. So, so spirituality, when I talk about this, you might think it's religion. It's not actually. Spirituality is answered in your own language. It has to do with what's sacred and vital in your life. It is an awareness of your inner self. It may or may not include a relationship with a deity or higher power or something beyond yourself, but it certainly often does. Um, something that's intangible, but is also very real. I have my sort of source or connection with a source that's bigger than me. And it's really what it's about. It doesn't have to be a God or anything. It's like in any religious traditions, but it can be if you like. In any event, those are things that are going to help you when you really get connected with the truth and awakening and these sort of deeper things, which a lot of us aren't there are not there, not including myself, <laughs> not really, not yet. When we're fully awake and see the truth of life and reality, you know, we, we can approach disease much better in a more healthy, wholesome way. And that's actually going to, it's really our change in consciousness. That's the whole point. And a lot of us can't heal and get better because our consciousness is still stuck in the fixing, get out, getting out of this mode and protocols and tests and biohacking and whatever else. And it's a whole circus act. It's ridiculous. And unfortunately, it just gets really chaotic and especially with the functional medicine world and people out there who are pushing and touting about all these new things. And it gets very overwhelming, right? So we have to dial it back and, and get our consciousness to kind of reset a bit and focus in on who we are and how we want to be and go inward. And uh, that is certainly going to be very specific for each person. But I hope with this, you understand that Intentions matter. They have to come first. You have to understand what the healthy approach is to addressing this. And that's the foundational mindset we'll talk, that we'll say, right? Now, the second um, layer to this is psychology and mindset. Now, you might say that what I just mentioned was that too. The difference here is that with, in, with energy, with the energetic state and intention, you're kind of having a foundational mindset of, that's kind of already there from the beginning. 
the psychology and the mindset stuff I'm talking about in this context is really more to do with the day-to-day dialogue and thoughts and habits and beliefs you have as you're moving through this healing journey. Things that surface when things aren't working well, or you're having a flare up or doctors aren't listening to you, you're getting triggered by what something else, you know, it has to do with those sort of things. And, um, that's tough because we, a lot of us are blaming and judging and hating and wallowing in our own misery. And let's we, listen, we all have those moments. I have had it too. We're all human, but it doesn't help us if, if we're living in that state all the time. So that is, you know, feeding into the energetic state, of course. And that's why having intentions and knowing really where you want to get grounded in is very vital but it'll help you prevent these sort of things from coming up where so many people are blaming and judging and the doctor is the problem and that's, nothing's working and this practitioner sucks and I'm being let down again and I'm never going to get better, right? It's, it's very um, self-defeating for sure. And I'm sorry that that's been your experience if you've been let down and disillusioned. But, you know, again, it's like I said in the beginning of this, it's not about them. It's about us. It's about you just as it is about me and how you manage that feeling in that state. So if you program your subconscious mind, right, with a negative inner or outer dialogue of these intrusive thoughts or limiting beliefs or these hopeless stories, these bleak stories, you're creating the reality you keep fighting to not happen. So as I say a lot, you manifest the outcome you anticipate. So a lot of us are stuck in the future thinking we're not going to get better. We're stuck and nothing's going to work. And, and uh, well, yeah, you're going to manifest that. So it's really about, again, coming back to intentions, acceptance, being grounded, being present, mindfulness, a lot of these things that are very vital. And that's why spirituality and spiritual health are go hand in hand with this. And um, that will keep us out of the negative bias, which is where our default brain goes. Okay. So, that's what that's about. And it's hard because we're always facing difficulty and challenges with this journey when things aren't going right and, and we're not getting the support we need. And I totally get it, but we don't need to add to that suffering. We don't need to hang out and talk in Facebook groups and, and complain and blame. And that doesn't support your healing. It's, it's, it gives you, you, you gain zero benefit from doing that. So I really encourage you to distance yourself and pull out from these groups and these dialogues with people who just want to be a victim, essentially, if you're doing that, hopefully not, but that is not a victim mindset is never going to help you heal. Never. So the third layer here is, uh, what is it? It is rapport and it is skills, rapport and skills. So this has to do with your relationship with another person, another professional. Now, if you're doing this on your own and you're on your own self-healing journey, then it's a relationship with yourself and having the skills to know what to do, which unfortunately most don't really know what they're doing. And you you can try this on your own. And I say that I had a conversation with someone yesterday about this. Um, but a lot of us try to do this on our own. I did too. Hey, you're talking to somebody who played guitar, who's playing, been playing guitar for 20 years almost. And I, I spent half of that trying to do it on my own. And I definitely was very slow with learning and progress. I wasted a lot of years. And I wish I started with a teacher right away. 
you know, but a lot of us, unfortunately, have done this with autoimmune disease and we try to read a book and Google things and use these DIY programs and play with our diet 48 times. And, and, and if you've been doing this for five, 10, 15 plus years, and you're still not where you want to be, then why do you need to do this on your own? Get support. Do you want to get out of this mess sooner than later? Right? So we got to be honest about that because we're wasting our time and we're not, you know, we're not on this planet forever. So we need to get our ego out of the way. We need to get support and receive and receive support because we cannot do this alone. It's same with trauma. We can't do this healing stuff on our own. So if the relationship you, have, but here's the thing with relationship and, and rapport that I'm saying, say, so you have somebody you're connected with and you, you meet or meeting with somebody on a regular basis. It, there's, there are challenges with this that I see too, that people have, clients of mine have told me about past experiences, but if the relationship you have with a professional is causing you more stress, invalidates your experience or makes you feel you're to blame for the lack of results, like a lot of doctors might do, right? In conventional medicine, that becomes another obstacle on your path to results that you cannot afford to have. And really the, the wisdom here is to pull out and get away from that as soon as you can. Sometimes I hear people just kind of revisit and go back to the same doctor that is gaslighting them or dismissing them or, or rejecting them. And I'm saying, why do you want to create, why do you want to experience that punishment? It's only adding more stress to you, especially if you can't handle it well and you're taking it personally and your stress hormones are getting jacked up every time you make this, you have this appointment. So that's the thing. It's really not serving us. And that's why the rapport and the relationship is so vital because that is really where the healing is. It's somewhat in the tools and the protocols, yes, but it's really the, the relationship. The tools and the protocols are less important if you don't have a nurturing and supportive connection period. And that's especially true with trauma. And I even say this, and I know this from my work with other colleagues, the, the relationship, the safe nurturing relationship is really the healing and medicine and the tools and modalities are using are nice, but it's really the connection that's implicit, the implicit healing that you can't explain and buy on Google or on Amazon. So similarly here, we need to establish that because if you have somebody you're working with who is not your biggest fan, is not listening and being empathetic and is blaming you for why you're not getting results, I hear this all the time. It's actually ridiculous. If someone does a protocol and they're not better, their labs are still are still terrible. I've heard practitioners, I've heard people tell me that practitioners will just say, well, you must not have followed it right. You must have been you know, not compliant and whatnot. And it's like, there's zero ownership. Maybe you're, maybe the protocols or the <laughs> things you were suggesting weren't effective and they weren't really good for the person, but we don't, some people just don't take ownership of that. And it kind of blows my mind. Anyway, make sure you know the person, make sure the person you work with and that you're hiring knows what the hell they're talking about and what they're doing too. Okay. I don't know everything, but I, I sure as hell will do my best to, to apply what I know and be proficient in that and what I do and what I know. But if I don't know certain things, then I'll admit that and I'll outsource. Okay. So that's layer number three. Now, number four is the healing modalities itself. 
there are countless things out there. There's nutraceuticals, there's nutrition, there's orthomolecular nutrition, there's you know vitamins and minerals, obviously, and there's acupuncture and there's homeopathy and traditional Chinese medicine, chiropractic and and medications and energy work and meditation and yoga. The list goes on and on and on. Any of these things can be effective and useful. Depends on the person, the context, and whatever whoever whoever's teaching it and whatever skills they have. And if it relates to your condition or not, and it's their choice, or if you vibe with it or not, healing is an art. There is no one way to do things. There is no Hashimoto's protocol. There is no lupus protocol. There is no Crohn's protocol. There is only the insert your name protocol, as I say. And that's crafted from different professionals you work with and the skills they and tools they bring to the party. Okay. So, you know, it's like you're painting a canvas. You're creating a painting and you're like, I'm going to use the color blue today. And then maybe use the color yellow next week. And then maybe use the color red. And then before you know, it, you have this beautiful, exquisite picture, but you didn't know going into it, what colors we're going to use. Right. So with this, we have a certain preference and bias as practitioners like myself for certain things. And that's really to do with because of my education, what I've learned and, and studied like nutrition, for example, for grad school, but it's actually not a big focus of, of what I do now, as far as uh, compared to my colleagues who are dietitians, you might say, you know, and that's a choice I've made because of where I've seen people go with it and how little results come from focusing on, things that really aren't making the biggest bang and, and working on, on psychology and mindset and trauma and the stress response and personality patterns and behaviors like that's become my, my bread and butter now, because I just see that that's the issue. And a lot of people get massively better by working on that. And we still address other things, but it's not emphasized as much. That's my point, but that's my style. Other people have different styles, Right. And there's no wrong way, but it's a bit of trial and error, but you have to just see what makes sense. And, you know, for me, I cover a lot of territory. So I think it's why our clients do so well. So if you have mold, you get fungus, you got parasites, you have Lyme disease, you have metals, you know, we can cover those things. And there are certain things that just, you know, generally just work when we address that stuff. We don't need to do fancy Ayurvedic medicine or Chinese medicine for those things. Um, I mean, you could right? If it was applicable, I don't know that stuff, but that's what I mean. Everyone has their own art to it. And the the bottom line is like, it's not about the more I do, the better results I get. I hear people say to me, I'm doing, I'm seeing a chiropractor. I'm seeing an acupuncturist. I'm doing homeopathy. I'm doing um, personal training. I'm doing a, seeing a dietitian. I'm seeing an environmental health specialist. It's like, and how much money are you spending on this? You know, it's way more than I charge. <laughs> I can say that much, you know, and so we don't need to do all this stuff because it just overwhelms us. And you actually might be dealing with conflicting ideas and that overwhelm itself can be, can, can be really paralyzing. It can really st- keep you in a state of stagnation and not really progressing because you're doing too much, right? And more is not better. That is for sure. So healing modalities and what you choose is and what you who you're leaning towards and what they teach in their style. That stuff comes later for me. And you can do all the you can do any of the, you know, the scientifically proven modalities out there. But 
it's of little use if you've not built a relationship, get your mindset right, and have established the intentions in the energetic state. Now, finally, we get to the last of the five, which is indeed the protocols and tools. So within the healing modalities, you have tools and specific things you're doing, right? And the protocols are created from that. So if I'm doing nutrition, while we have specific protocols for leaky gut or permeability issues or fungus or SIBO, whatever, right? Yeah, we do those things. But here's the thing. You're not going to get very far with that if nothing else has changed. Your conscience hasn't changed. You're still stuck in toxic relationships or you're in a stressful environment maybe or your behaviors, you're still type A, you're not taking time for yourself, all these sort of things I see all the time. So most people start here with the protocols, which is why nothing really lasts for long. It might work for a while after the honeymoon phase ends though, you're going to be stuck. And I don't have to tell you that because if you've been stuck, if you've been doing this work for a long time, you probably know that, oh yeah, I'm not really 100% because I'm still having issues. I feel good for a while. I change this, I do this for 30 days, then I'm kind of stuck again. You might be that person. You maybe were that person who, who needs the perfect diet, needs to try all the supplements, do all the biohacks, find all the quick fixes to get rid of this disease as fast as possible, but that's not what you need. That's probably an issue with control, by the way, which is a trauma response, which, which really means you need to start at the base of the pyramid. So look at your behaviors because that's really a reflection of, and, and really proves my point about why we need to work on the intentions, the energetic work, and the deeper psyche things related to trauma. As I say, I've been saying this since, saying this since day one, you cannot diet, supplement, medicate, and protocol your way out of autoimmune disease. If it worked, you wouldn't be here listening to this. If it worked, you wouldn't be still stuck. If it worked, you wouldn't be still hiring people and doing all the things. And I want you to have better results, of course. I want you to get out of this mess. You deserve that. But I don't want you to waste your time, which is why I'm so passionate about saying this. And I'm saying it from a place of love. You can't just quick fix biohack diet your way out of this. You, you can't. You do these things, but you do it, check the box and move on. Right, you don't do it and just keep harping on it and keep playing with it and changing, changing the variations of it. You know, why would diet? You know, if you've done thirty-seven diets and they haven't worked, why would diet change number thirty-eight work this time? It's my that's my point. And we do this all the time. I see it all the time, and it's like, no, it's not about that anymore. Put your awareness and your consciousness on something else, and start at the base of the pyramid. That's probably where you need to begin, because then actually it feeds into the protocols. And the tools and how you address it and and how you how you look at it going forward. If that makes sense. Okay, this is getting a little long here, but um, I'm gonna wrap it up there. Anyway, I think we're pretty much done. Yes. So those are the five layers to this. Okay. Um, you know, and actually one more thing I want to mention is that you have the five areas that I just mentioned. You have five areas that you want to focus on actually as well when it comes to um, autoimmune disease itself, right? But you have to build up the intentions, the mindset, the rapport. And once you have those established, then you use the healing modalities and the protocols to hone in on certain elements of the disease. And really it's about the organism, the person, 
So I, I say these three things. It's the biology, it's the environment, and it's your behaviors and social life. So let me say that again. Your biology, so things that are obviously are dysfunctional or the weak links in your chain, if you will, blood sugar, immune dysregulation, liver, bile flow, lymphatic system, et cetera, adrenals, hormones, whatever. So we have to address those things. Then there is the environment, the triggers, the glyphosate, the toxins, the pathogens, the metals, all the things you want to get rid of and find out what's alarming your immune system. Thirdly, there's the personality traits and behaviors, which uh, I've talked a little bit about already here. That has to definitely get involved. You have to address those things, which is largely missed. Trauma responses, things like that, being a people pleaser, being a perfectionist, a workaholic, et cetera. And then the fourth one being the social life. And that has to do with psychosocial health and your relationship with other people and how they affect your mental health and partners, romantic relationships and your work environment and domestic life. So those interpersonal relationships are very important too. So there's, there's a, those are the four things I would really focus on and find out where you need support with the most of that. Probably all of it, if I'm being honest with you, but you have to find out what the details of that are. And I would say the best way to do that is by working with somebody. So I'm here for you if you need it and <laughs> you want to get, you want to dig into this. I have a lot of experience with this and I see this all the time. And I have my coaches, Maddie and Brandy, who are phenomenal. They have been through the autoimmune disease process themselves. They, they all have uh, challenges actually in Hashimoto's. So, but they're great and we would love to work with you and at least have a conversation with you, I think, and see how we might be able to help you. So I want to let you know that you have support. You're not alone. There's a way out of this. But you have to be open-minded. You have to walk through that door and come forward to us. I'm not going to chase you down. All right. So if you want to have a call with me, I'm going to put the link in my in the show notes here. You can schedule a call, a free discovery call. Just have a conversation. No strings attached. Just to see what's going on and if we can help you. And um, I want this to be a great year for you. And I want today to be a great day for you. All right. So peace and love to you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I will catch you next time. 